This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hi, I'm Don Brody, a comedian with a history degree and the host of the podcast Hilf. History I'd Like to Fuck. Each episode, I am joined by a new guest who has brought me a subject from history that they want to know more about. Then I hit the books, I dig deep in the annals, and stimulate. (laughs) We've covered Frankenstein, Houdini, Joan of Arc, Pompeii, the Salem witch trials, right? Join us and find out for yourself that history is a party and everybody's coming. (laughs) Soup is for women. Men cannot eat soup. It's way too girly. You're going to take a little spoon and put it up to your little lips, and you're going to swallow a tiny little spoon. You're going to swallow a teaspoonful of food. It's weird. It's wrong. Men should not have soup ever. It's weird. It's not manly. You need to eat only meat at all times with your hands. It's just odd. Soup is weird. It's weird like that. With your hands? She wants a caveman. Hello and welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Hello. Welcome back. I'm digging this new angle. Are you? Yeah. My hair is like really kind of out there and it just does what it wants. So just deal with it. I literally think you're the only person that like cares and notices that. I think everyone else. My hair, my wild ass hair. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like it, it literally, I cannot control it. That's why. Like we have a love hate relationship, so it does what it wants, and I have accepted it, and we're moving forward. We are moving forward. So whatever. Yeah, I'll I shave. My, looks... I might shave my head one day again. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yes, that's right. What do you think about this girl? Soup is for women only. Who the you hell is be... she? Is that Pearl's sister? <laughs> right. I don't know. She's too pretty to be Pearl's sister. She looks like <laughs> Pearl. She really does. Um, I don't know what that is. I just saw it. Anyways, it's a podcast of some sort, but that's her whole weird. thing it's is, weird. yeah, it's uh, weird. It's, it's weird as fuck. Like who cares? Eating soup is beta. Who the fuck cares? If a dude is eating any type of food, it makes him less manly. Maybe, but maybe she's onto something here. There are some foods that are kind of unattractive. Let's say on a first date, you know, like I would be, I am petty as fuck. Fuck. I'm glad you said it and not me. And I am not <laughs> that petty. I am petty as fuck and I am not that petty. I don't care what any dude or woman eats. Like you have, if you don't want to order something messy and look like a dumbass on your first date, then don't order something messy. Right. Well, you know me. We've already had the conversation about wings. Like I love it when I think right. it's, hot. it's a turn on. Sure. If a girl can just dig into some yeah. wings, yeah. get messy. Yeah. Because you're doing it together. It's a shared experience. Yeah. Right. I can't think of a food that is unattractive on a date or a first date. No. But I've been hearing shit like this a lot lately about you weren't here for the ick episode that Stephanie and I did. Yeah. But I've been hearing a lot of this of like things that women, certain women, not all women, consider the beta. You know, a beta. A real man wouldn't order soup. A real man would order the rack of ribs, right? Weird. You know, but here's the thing I, I don't understand. 
maybe it's a social class warfare kind of thing, you know, uh, are we going to high tea, you know? <laughs> <laughs> is that attractive? You know, I don't know these the soup, things. The soup usually comes out before your fucking ribs show up anyway. You're going to have both. Like I have the social soup. awareness, though, on a first date to not yeah. order something that I might look unattractive eating, right? Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to order like a big pot or a stew that I could potentially get all over me. That's on wild. On a first date, I'll probably eat something with like knife and fork. You know, or uh, I'm not going to say a salad. I can't get on this bandwagon because I don't give a shit. Like, I order what sounds good. I don't yeah, care. Like, you're what also sounds good? a woman and you're hot. You know, like, <laughs> we don't care. We don't care what you eat. And I think How most of us How many more like guys are worried about this, I wonder? Like, this is weird. I mean, it's just, it's, it's different and weird for me because I've never put thought into it. Like, am I going to look like a dipshit when I eat this in front of him? No. I, had, I had a system back when I was in the dating world. We'd go to small plate restaurants or tapas, right? We'd do something that we could share that was small and that wasn't messy. I wasn't going to yeah. go to Pat's Barbecue right. on the first date. You know? I wasn't going to go to the uh, Mongolian hot pot where you're throwing broth all over the place. You know, Save I that see. for later. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel that now I'm a paranoid of soup. <laughs> because of this <laughs> i'm gonna sit and be like how am i eating this soup am i oh am i eating gosh. this soup too feminine no, this is why social media is so stupid who fucking cares what she says about soup don't right no. soup's great it's good for you i love soup you make some damn good soup i remember i got so sick remember how sick i was mm -hmm. when i lived in my other house oh, oh my god yeah you brought me this huge ass glass container full of what was it it was homemade chicken noodle soup yeah from scratch that that was delicious it was delicious yeah. i'm so hungry right now <laughs> um no for reals it doesn't matter why why like come on does it really matter here's a here, here's 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 a move here's heaven, a move heaven forbid heaven forbid let's say you're single right say you get single and you are out order are you seriously gonna check the menu and order something based on what's not going to be messy when you eat it? Not anymore, because I just had an idea. On first dates, I'm going to only eat prison style, right? With your hands. <laughs> I'm going to put the plate down there. I'm going to put my arm in front of it, and I'm going to like eat it like this. Like you're protecting like it. Like I'm protecting it. Yeah. What's more masculine than that? That's like, masculine Oh, shit, did this fuck. motherfucker do time? Yeah. I once had a guy over for dinner like i had a friend and he brought a friend and i made a nice meal i made like a a pork loin and risotto and some shit and the three of us are sitting down and i'm eating like this and my other friend he's eating like this and we look at this guy and this guy's all hiding his food he's like don't fucking food. touch don't look don't even look at my fucking plate it made me so nervous right it was so <laughs> That's intimidating really right yeah. So, yeah put that energy out there like how Emasculine am I now? How feminine and yeah. am I now? Yeah. I'm eating soup like a fucking Indian. I mean, so the thing is, is if someone is sloppy when they eat, that's, that's a different story. Right? We're not talking, like, I just realized that, like, I could be at dinner with somebody and notice how they're eating. Right? And if they don't have good manners and if they're talking and eating with their mouth full and with their mouth open, yeah. like, that's gross, right? Then, okay. But I'm not going to be like, did you just order a fucking bowl of soup? I'm not going to do that. Who I cares? I feel that that shit is like instilled in me. And I don't know how. Yeah. My first crush in school, her mm -hmm. 
Her name was Karina. I'm not going to say her last name, right? <laughs> she grew up to be a model. Like, she was gorgeous. But in first grade, I had this crush on her until Sloppy Joe Day. Oh, no. And Sloppy Joe Day came, and she was just eating it, and she had it all over her face and all over her hands. And then she just went out and played recess. I'm like, I'm okay with you being a mess while you're eating, but clean up your shit. And ever <laughs> since then, that's like stuck with me. I don't know what first it is. Grade. First grade. That's, so that was good. 36 years ago. Oh my God. I love it. It sounds PTSD. shallow, but it's there. That PTSD is still there. That is so good. <laughs> well, anyway, that's not what this episode is about. Um, you know, we talked about New Year's intentions and resolutions last year. And that was a good episode, a good conversation, got yeah. all that shit out of the way. One of the things that I was thinking about during New Year's was regret. Oh. You know, I have lots of regrets about things that at the time that I did them, I didn't regret them because I thought I was right. And I thought that I was doing the right thing or making the right decision. And then like life catches up with you. You get fucked over a little bit. Maybe you see someone get fucked over. You're a perfect example. 2023 fucked you over. <laughs> so yep. it, may, it gets you thinking about things you've done in the past. I'm like, oh shit. Maybe I am feeling regrets because what I actually was doing was probably wrong or hurtful to somebody, but I was thinking more about me instead of them. And that's what this episode is kind of about. It's about people that got fucked over, mm -hmm. but on my end, it's more about like, okay, what do we learn from it? And what do we use regret for? Like, do we use regret as a tool or is it something that we stuff in the closet and never talk about and hide away? And then it's going to come sneaking up into our subconscious later yeah. and cause us to do something toxic to someone else. True. So we'll go ahead and read a couple and then okay. I'll talk about mine. Okay. And I'm not sure if you have one, but I also want to hear about regrets. If you don't have a fucked over moment, like something that maybe someone fucked you over and you regret not talking to them about it or calling them out on it. Okay. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, of course, I pulled these from my favorite source, Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Being fucked over. I think I, I, we've done episodes like this where similar stories, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. So I had been dating a girl for around nine to ten months. We were great together. No fights, no drama, just kept it chill, had the time of our lives. She got a promotion two hours away from where we lived and needed to move. She was nervous about the distance, but I only had a year left in school, and then I could join her. Well, moving day comes. She was busy working and had been living in the new apartment for a week or two, so I grabbed my dad's truck and trailer and, with help from her parents, got all of her stuff loaded up and made the journey. Once we got everything moved out and put in the new apartment, I gave her a call to see what she wanted to do for dinner. She essentially replied with, I can't do the long distance thing. I'm sorry. I was completely stunned, and to add insult to injury, her stepdad gave me about 30 bucks for gas after hauling her shit two hours away. <laughs> so this guy kind of got fucked over. But it made me think about something you said. You will not do a long-distance thing with someone if it makes you work harder for it. Thank you for following it up with that last part, because that is very true. Long-distance... I used to completely shut that down. Mm -hmm. But with what you just said, that's very true. If the effort is being made on both sides equally, there's no reason why it wouldn't work. Communication is even more important when you're long distance. Like we're talking on the phone because, you know, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. 
long distance, you have to talk on the phone. You have to. You have to FaceTime, you know, extra extra texting, but absolutely. The effort has to be there or it'll never work. I think one of the things with me that always sucked with long distance is we both knew that I used to make bad decisions on who I was going to date, right? Yeah, I think And that so. was one of the things <laughs> that always pissed me off is now that I'm older, it's like, okay, red flags are red flags, right? Yeah. If I live five minutes away from a partner and I'm always worried about what they're doing if we're not together... Well, how am I going to feel any better if I live an hour or two away, further away from them? Yeah. Why would I try and make that relationship work if I don't trust them five minutes away? Right. Let alone it two will hours never. away. And it didn't twice yeah. to me. So trust is even bigger. Huge. Right. The, the further you are away, the oh. more confident you have to be in your trust with Absolutely. your partner. And yourself. That's the thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Yeah. They're so worried about what the other person's going to do. Yeah. But then there's that thing where it's like, oh, well, I could get away with some shit because I'm so far away. Yeah. And you know, this is interesting because the reason why right now in this moment of my life where I'm at, yeah. long distance would actually be a really good idea for me right now um, because I'm in a transition. I'm trying to rebuild and recreate myself, okay? My business, my career, whatever that next step looks like. And I am not a codependent person at all. Right. So planning visits with my person or traveling and meeting halfway on the weekends that I don't have kids right. and vice versa, like that is healthy, to me because it gives me the time to focus on what I need to focus on and him too. Yeah. Um, but it also allows for both of us to show how much we want to be in it. Right. And you're also a really good planner and organizer. Like you like doing that. Yeah. You like having a plan. You like having a mission. I do. So having that much enthusiasm of just that aspect too. Yes. Is probably more exciting for you than just waiting around to get yes. taken to dinner and get fucked. Yeah. I'm not the type of person that's like come to my house every single night when right. you get off work and we'll have dinner together every night. Like no. Right. Like I might be able to see you once or twice right. this week. Be here at six and be home by seven. <laughs> maybe, maybe see you once or twice this week. Like right, that's, right. and we're not having sleepovers every night. Like I want that eventually when I get married and when we like, you know, decide to have a partnership when that day comes. Um, but for right now, and I've put a lot of thought into this because I thought, you know, I'm not sure my person is in Utah. Because I just right. don't fit in. You know, mm -hmm. I am part of the 1%. You're not the first person I've heard talk about this. Yeah. My other dear friend is moving back home after being here for 10 years because they're like, I don't think my life's here. Yeah. And my sister-in-law and my brother, I was, I went out to Arizona to see them before Christmas. And she says it to me every single time I'm there. I mean, she says it to me on the phone too, but it's like, it really hit this time when yeah. she said it, you know, it was like the clarity was really there. I was like, I really heard her. I was like, you know, you're right. You might be right. My person might not be in Utah and that's okay. That's okay. But I have to be open to what that looks like if my person's not in Utah, because right. I used to be so codependent. Oh my God. So much. 
but not that's just not who I am anymore. It's been years and years and years, and I think it would work. The distance would work for me. I guess we'll have to see. Oh. <laughs> so on this next one, my ex ceases our sexual relationship, citing how it goes against her faith and feels guilty about it. I am fine with this, and we date for three months. Everything seemed great until at the end when she tells me she's six months pregnant. Now, I'm not very good at math, but I do know that three months is less than symbol six months. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> so the first half of this, I'm like, oh, I've had that happen to me before. But then the last part, no, I haven't. <laughs> That's like the icing on the cake. Okay. <laughs> You're right. These stories are triggering something with me. Right. I'm thinking of something that happened to me. You keep going. Okay. So for me, yeah, we're in Mormon country, right? Mm -hmm. So growing up and living amongst the Mormon girls in the majority down in Utah County in Provo, I was dating a lot of girls. Like, hey, we'll make out, but we can't go any further than that, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, get frustrated because when you're a teenage boy, you do get frustrated. It's not like I'm going to do something inappropriate, but it's like, okay, well, is there a future for us? Not just physically, but like, is there a future for us? Yeah. No, you're not Mormon. I just don't feel good about it. Maybe you feel converted, blee, blue, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Guess what? Five months later, Temple married just so they could fuck. Yep. That happened to me several times. Not the pregnancy thing, but like, okay. Ooh. You know, so you're going to commit yourself. How long ago was this? This was when I was 19. This was 1920s. That's 2000, 2001. That's a right? long fucking time ago. Yeah, but think about this. You're going to commit your life and religious responsibilities to a dude just so you can fuck him. Right. Oh, and then yeah. divorce him like three or four years later when you realize that yeah. he's not for you. And then you're just going to go get fucked anyway. Yeah. Or there was a guy that was like, hey, I love you and I know I'm not your faith, but. Oh, yeah, we could yeah, talk about this. We could shit talk that for, all day. For weeks. I think there's podcasts about just that. It's the Utah way. <laughs> right. It's What's why, your thing it's on why that? Why the divorce rate's so high? Okay. Well, mine is. Um, this has happened to me way more than a handful of times. Ooh. Um, so when my little girl was born, mm -hmm. um, I had a medical situation where I had to go, they had to go in and do a surgery. It wasn't a hysterectomy, mm -hmm. but it was an ablation. So that was part of one of the things. And then right after I got divorced, I had my tubes tied cause I didn't want to have any more kids. I've had three kids. Well, I've met people throughout the years of the past 11 years where, they were maybe two or three years younger than me mm -hmm. and they've never had their own kids. Mm -hmm. And they convinced me, no, 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 I don't want my own kids. Like I never want my own kids. Like this is fine. Don't worry about it. And I said, no, like I feel like, like you're going to resent me one day. Like yeah. we can't do this <sighs> to the point where I was engaged to one of them. Well, <laughs> no, I take that back. I was engaged to two of them. One of them had already had his own kid. And he promised to me that he never wanted any more kids. The other one said he would never want to be a dad. Yeah. Both of these guys have these new kids now. Right. That happens. So a this lot here. has happened a lot to me. A lot. Those examples were the to the two guys, the only two guys I've been engaged to since right. my divorce. And um it happened again. 
it happened again with someone. Yeah, we connected and I was really into him, but we were kind of like, oh, I don't know, because there were certain things about him that I just don't usually go for or date. Right. And um, without getting into those details, he ended up, you know, he was telling me the whole time, like, don't worry about it. It's you. I know you think I want kids. I really, really don't. I just don't. I never do. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. Like, we should probably just remain friends, you know? Right. Well, guess what happened? A few months, months later. later he got a girl pregnant and they're happy. They're together. Yeah. So all these people now have kids, babies, or two years, three years old now. One of them, the girl's pregnant currently. And I'm just like, I fucking told you. <laughs> I fucking told you. Like, don't lie right. to me. I am such an empath. Like, I can see it written all over your goddamn face. Right. That you think my kids are cute and you love them. And you want to experience it that like you want that experience. I will never rob someone of that. Right. It's a sheer fact that they lied straight to my face over and over. Oh, my God. In tears at some point, because it was like, right. I was like, listen, I'm going to end this relationship. It's ending. I'm going to end it right now because I know you want to have babies. One day you want to have your own kids. And it's the so waterworks. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want my own kids. I promise you, I'm in love with you. I can't live without you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, so we're going to break up and let's remain friends and see what happens. And then what do you fucking know? Babies. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy. And you know I'm not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. And like for, for me, like I was dating single moms because I wanted to be a good stepdad. I'm like, I could be a great stepdad. I'm already a good dad. Yeah. But I thought I was aged out of having kids. And the girls that I was dating, I thought were like, they're not going to want anymore because they had kids that were eight, nine, yeah. whatever. And I just fell into the perfect situation already with this partner. It's like, okay, well, I guess if we both want a baby, let's have a baby. And we did. One of the best decisions ever made. But yeah. it was never on the list for me. I right. thought my day, days of that were over. So yeah. I, you know how much I love babies. I love babies so right. much. I mean, probably one of the best decisions I ever made Yeah, was getting my tubes tied right after my divorce. <laughs> or you'd be like, John oh, and Kate my plus God. eight right now. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have a lot of kids by now. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really crazy. All right, how about this one? Boyfriend's birthday was a month away and I asked him numerous times where we were going and what we were going to do. And he just kept saying, nothing. I asked him if we were going to his friend's place, three hour drive away to celebrate. And he said, no, don't think so. I think I asked him six times what was planned. Nothing each time. Since there was nothing going on, I didn't book the time off of work. He told me two days before his birthday <gasps> that his friend was having a party for him. And I said, babe, there's no way I get that time off with only two days notice. And he said, oh, it's okay. I understand. He came back and dumped me for not going to his birthday party, saying I didn't care enough about him to bother going. Narcissist. Yeah, I, I've had a similar, I won't even tell this story, but similar that has happened, and that is a gaslighting narcissistic it is. prick. It's, it's, a, it's a way to get rid of a relationship and not make it feel like it was your fault. Yep. It's now on the person that, yeah, gave you the opportunity it's to say, my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. What you the can't fuck's even wrong show with up you? My birthday. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, no, I I had a girl do that to me, but I smelled it before it could even happen. Ugh. People uh, are horrible. Yeah. There yeah. are some horrible people. Yeah, what right do you about that. Jesus. Well, well, let's get into my story. Yeah, right? I'm excited for this one. 
you know, and like I said, I'm sure I've fucked more people over and just didn't really realize it because they were probably small fucks. I don't know. Yeah, small fucks happen, you know, and you don't think about it. The one that does stick with me that I have regret and I regret all the time. I have I have three big ones. This one isn't the biggest one. I don't want to talk about the biggest one. You have three regrets that you've done? Three regrets of fucking people over, all women. That you've done? That I've done. Really? Yeah. Three? And they weren't terrible, but they make me hurt. Okay, let's hear it. But this one's kind of funny because of the punchline at the end. (laughs) So... Junior year, halfway through junior year is when I transferred to another school, remember? Uh-huh. And I liked this girl and she liked me, but um, the Mormon thing was the issue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's never going to happen. And I'm technically not supposed to be in this school anyway because like the district lines moved. Yeah. Like, so I'll just go to this other school, kind of start fresh, right? Yeah. So I'm a couple months into the new school when one of the girls that I kind of hung out with, but didn't really like at Provo high asked me to go to, I think it might've been the Valentine's dance, whatever dance was the girl's choice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm really busy. I don't think I can make it. I made some bullshit excuse because I did not want to go. Right. I know where this is going. Cut to like a day or two later, the girl that I liked who didn't really want to date me calls me and says, Hey, I really think you should come to the Valentine's dance with me. We haven't been to a dance together and I think we should go. It'd be fun. <laughs> and I didn't say, Oh, you know, someone so already asked me and I said, no, You're like, hell yeah, let's like, go. Fuck. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> and I don't know what my plan was. Right. <laughs> so I get all dressed up go pick her up and you know how those dances used to go you meet with like 12 different couples and you go to yeah. brick oven or some shit oh my god and then we go to the dance and i didn't feel the fear <laughs> i didn't feel like the suspense of oh shit i already told someone i'm not coming and then i'm going to show up with this other girl oh i didn't feel the fear until literally the moment i walked in i was like because oh. in my mind i thought well if she yeah. asked me and i didn't go she wasn't going. She wasn't going. Oh, no. Fuck that. She was there. Oh, she was there. She was there fucking stag. <laughs> she was by herself. She was there with friends, but she didn't have a date. And I'm in there, and in the middle of a slow dance. Oh, no. It was the Aerosmith song, I don't want to close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. We don't have the rights to that. Oh, no. I feel a tap on my shoulder. No, you didn't. <laughs> and I turn around and it's that girl. And she like grabs me by my tie and pulls me to her face. And she's like, you're a fuck. And turns around and walks away and starts telling people. And my date, like, what was that all about? Because I didn't tell my date oh, no. that someone asked me because I'm an asshole. <laughs> and thinking that like shit don't stick to me, right? <laughs> oh no. You want to hear the punchline? Yes. The girl that I said no to is my ex-wife, whom I had my 13-year-old son with. Shut. (laughs) I told her no, and then 10 years later married her and had a baby with her. Because you felt guilty. (laughs) That's what my therapist said. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I am literally your therapist. I am literally your fucking therapist. You felt guilty. You're like, okay, I'll marry you. You want to have a kid? Sure, I'll have a kid with you. Oh, my God. 
This is amazing. <laughs> so that's oh, my story. That is- that's my regret. That is a li- that's a lifelong that's a story. It's a story, and Whew. you know my ex wife and I have talked about it many times, even oh when we were married. God. Your therapist really said that. My therapist really said that. She's like, you felt guilty. <laughs> you so felt you, guilty. You married her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you got anything for us on the regrets or fucking overside? Oh, I just love you. How long have I known you, and I've never heard this story? Like, I am legit hearing it for the first time right now. That is good. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. No, I can't. I really honestly can't think of anything. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot there, but if anything, I haven't fucked. And it won't top mine. I ha- no, <laughs> no, there's no topping that. Honestly, wow, that's so good. Um, I probably haven't fucked over enough people. You always say that. I right? should have been a dick more. I in my should have life. been an asshole. I should have been extra, extra with that one. Right. Right. Like I say that a lot, but. Like you should have cut some dicks off and thrown them out the window of a moving car. That's where you should have been at. I'm just too nice. Like I just, I have that thing where it's like, oh, give out what you want in return. Yeah, not in 2024 though. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. As a matter of fact, I want people. That shop's closed. I know, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, I want people to be more of an asshole to me because they need to have thick skin to deal with me. They always do. You've known this. Like I need a thick skin human. Uh, so yeah, I should have fucked over more people. Maybe that's another intention. Let's fuck some people over. <laughs> My intention is Let's to f- fuck people <laughs> over. <laughs> My intention is to fuck you over. Yes. Hold on. Keep your hands and feet inside the ride. I just thought of a TV show. Oh God. What? This is perfect for you, right? Careful. Don't, don't announce it. Someone's going to take it from us. No, Okay. Copyright <laughs> uh, 539 January 2nd. Yep. You play this character. Gorgeous. Attractive. People are just magnetized to, right? Mm-hmm. But you have a secret business <laughs> where you will go in and fucking catfish. Women hire you. Ooh, yeah. See if they're dudes cheat. Is that what you mean? No, no, no. Oh. They'll hire you to uh-huh. get dudes that fuck them over to fall in love with you. Ooh, and then I fuck them and over you harder. string them along. Yeah. Get them all addicted to you, right? I would actually be a really good person for that type and of thing. And then you fuck them as hard as they've ever been fucked. Yep. And when it happens, the girl's right outside waiting. Yeah. Drinking a bottle of champagne. Like, being like celebrating. Yeah. Here's to you. Do you want to know why I'd be really good at that? Could you guess? Go ahead. Because I'm fucking detached. I'm a detached human being right now. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't message me. They're like, I know we just connected on this dating app. Why aren't you? Why aren't we? Why aren't you able to hold a conversation with me? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking meet you. Like, isn't that funny? Like, I am on one of the dating Facebook dating, and um, I've noticed that. Like, I am not. I'm not attached. I'm not getting attached to people. Good. That's good. Because that's because I've been fucked over a lot. I know you think that's funny, but that's why that idea works. Yeah. I'm going to start writing it up. <laughs> Write it up because I think it should be like a documentary, not a series. It should not be like, a reality show. It should it's be like, like a re- cheaters. No, I was just literally yeah. going to say this needs to be a reality show. All right. That's our next project. Intentions 2024. Intentions. Everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> I think we really are just... <sighs> So good. Getting energized for 2024. A lot of good ideas. We are. We are. Like we always say, jump on to 
our socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I kind of poke around the Twitter a little bit, but mostly reach out to us on the MILF and Me pod and the MILF and Me pod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, our YouTube, our podcast on all the platforms. And yeah, we'll just keep it rolling. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Diana, love you. And I'll see you next week. Love you too.